What's up, everyone?、Um, welcome to Get a Life Podcast. I'm today's host, Jacob. And I'm joined by my two friends, Bish. Hey, what's up? And Joe. Hey, what's up? And today we're gonna talk about Persona 5, the latest entry in the Shin Megami Tensei Persona series. It's a JRPG that in Shibuya it was published, well, developed and published by Atlas, and it was like released like a year ago, like in April. Well, to start things off, I'm gonna talk about how the game works and the, about the characters and everything, but first I'm gonna let Bish do the disclaimer because I can't do it. Go on. For you new folks, Get Life Podcast is a monthly gaming discussion podcast under the Get Life group. We talk about all sorts of games from big AAA titles all the way to the awesome indie games, but our forte is Japanese games like Persona 5, so expect that a lot from us. We can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Remember, if you want to join in on the fun, then follow us on Twitter at Get a Life Podcast. You can support us by signing up for a 14 day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium. For everything anime, keep it Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. You can also support us by checking out Loot Crate. So that's lootcrate.com forward slash get a life.、Um, additionally, you can get 10% off if you apply the code get a life, that's one word, as a discount code on your checkout. Also, big thanks to Deep Silver and for Atlas for actually providing me with a review copy of Persona 5. Uh, one month before it's released. So, thank you very much for that, guys. Yep, and personally speaking, if, if when you sign up for Crunchyroll Premium, I recommend watching Darling in the Bronx. But that's just me. Anyways, okay, since I、um, introduced the game to you before the disclaimer, what did you guys think about the game like when it first was announced? And like, what were your thoughts? And what did you think about like the introduction? Um, well, personally, for me, when I i kind of forgot that this game existed, right? Because they announced it and then it was just like, oh, it's coming in 2000 and what was it? 2015. And everyone was like, I think、Whoa. it was 2014 or something like、I'm... that. And then they just got delayed and delayed and delayed until there was an E3, um there was an E3 gameplay, an E3 trailer. Or was it Tokyo Game Show? I can't remember. And they were just showing off the、um, the characters, the new Velvet Room assistant. And I didn't really pay much attention to the gameplay, right? The gameplay to me, it looked interesting, but I didn't really care about it. What I cared about was that, you know, the cinematic intro,、um, which is actually the intro of the game. You know, the intro of the game where it's like they're yeah, doing、course. the skating and shit. That was like the,、so、the first、beautiful. thing that was actually like shown of the game. Exactly. And to me, that was like the most beautiful thing ever. I was like, whoa, it's like some Yuri on Ice shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Harry Potter and Naruto and Chunko and Oshima doing like ice skating on the streets. My, my favorite <laughs> bit was the, the assistants. Right, the way they did that ballet pose, and then they put both of their legs up in the air at that one time, and it was in unison. I was like, man, this game is going to be good just because, of, just because of the assistance. And I don't know if you remember, Jacob, I was, that was all I was talking about on Twitter. I was like, oh man, there's, there's belt room assistance. Oh yeah, it was just that. So that's what really got me excited. This makes I, you sound like a creepy old man. Well, that's what it was. It was just like the creep in me. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I, I don't know. It's like I was so interested in them because there's two. That's the first thing that popped out. And they were like kids. I was like, I thought they were twins. I thought one was a boy, one was a girl. And I was like, what? That's sick.、Um, it's not, but you know, still. That's what I thought about the trailers. I didn't pay much attention to gameplay though. I know everyone was talking about it. I know PlayStation Access did like early gameplay stuff at E3. 
and that was cool but i was like i didn't really care about it i care about that cinematic trailer that was Mamma mia. A spicy meatball. They also made like a huge deal out of it like shortly before it was actually released in Japan, you know. They were like, um, there was this event where everyone like in Japan could play it. I think it was Tokyo Game Show. I'm not too sure about that, but I think it was. And they were like, there was this like old lady um, reporter and suddenly like, I think Tokyo Tower was like red and the and they were like, police, police. <laughs> Police men like all over the place because they like um, made this huge um, phantom thief thing where suddenly I think the first copy of Persona 5 was stolen from the show. Are you like, serious? Was, or, or was it was it fake? I'm, it was pretty fake. Yeah, it was. Of course, it was all like. Oh, so it's a marketing campaign. It was. Of course, it was like. Yeah, but I think that's like. One I mean, the, the fact that they went to such lengths is, is very interesting to me. Of course, because like they know that Persona is so big that they, they decided let's actually go as big and turn like the Tokyo Tower, let's turn it red. It was it was crazy, but it was so amazing. It was like, oh my god, they actually did that. <laughs> I was so like excited at that point. It was like, oh my god, I can't wait for it to come out. And then, I, and then the, like the pre-orders came up and it was like, Done. It's pre-ordered. <laughs> I was like, that's all I gotta play in 2017. That's gonna be my main game in 2017. I have no I, I don't care about what anyone else says. Uh I see I never played Nier Automata. <laughs> I only played like the first half of the PS3 game, like the original. But Did you yeah, we're not... that? that was the sound of my heart breaking. I didn't hear anything. I didn't know you had a heart. Wow. Anyways, we're not here to talk wow. about fucking near Automata. We're not talking about like we're not here to like talk about white-haired bitches with um black eye patches or whatever. We're here to talk about No, you don't. And I would look at it. Anyways, are you paying attention? Uh, uh, you know what should play now? You know the music for the tests in Persona? Yeah, you should tell totally. the there's basically a test for Joe to see if he was paying attention, and then if he gets the questions right, well, oh, I man, mean, it doesn't matter sick. if I get them right. It's also have enough knowledge. And I yeah, well, right. <laughs> I don't know if you've been training that stats, Joe. We'll see. We'll see. My stats are all maxed. I have a plat trophy. Hell yeah, uh, Joe. I wanna, I wanna know your thoughts. Yeah, you didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So say something. I'm giving up on you. Okay. Uh, Persona 5 is, is a weird is a weird game for me because like I was waiting for it since it was initially announced like back when it was just like the t the teaser with the five chairs and so we knew like no, next to nothing about it so I'm like oh this is exciting like I like I hope I can play someday and then they show like the first they show like the first like animated trailer for it and like they showed a gameplay and everything and like this is like I have never seen a game this stylish since like the world ends with you yeah I agree like to think that something could have could be so aesthetically pleasing mm -hmm. in a game was like like was it wasn't realistic to me. Like I didn't think something like a game could go that like that far with how good it can look. And so like when I saw it initially like I heard the music and I, I saw like the the visuals and I saw like I saw that they're using the Catherine engine for like the gameplay and it was it, it blew my mind. I'm like this this game looks this game looks fantastic. And then when they showed the new character designs, and then they showed like the all attacks, like it hyped me up. 
to no end. It's like it was like it was the thing. It was the game I couldn't stop thinking about for like a week or two straight. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was the same for like all of us. It was like yeah, it was just mind blowing. Then it was like the announcement. It's coming like in 2014, which it didn't, of course. But yeah. you know. And then after that, it's like I, like I was waiting for. It. Like I was, I was still. Don't get me wrong. I was still like excited for it. But my excitement compared to then and now was like it was. It wasn't as high. Because we were waiting for so long. Yeah, of course. Like I had, I had to take your hard edition pre-order. Like I was ready for it. Like I was ready to have a lot of fun with it. But I couldn't. I didn't feel any kind of like excitement towards it until I started playing it myself. Yeah. And then like suddenly, like I remembered why I was excited for this game for so long. And like suddenly, I was like, I want to play more. I want to play more. So like that's kind of how I got my start with it. But what about you, Jacob? Well, for me, it was like. I think I pretty much explained it because at first I was like, just uh, I think one or two years earlier I had played Persona 4 for the first time, which was my first Persona. So I was like, oh my god, Persona 5, it's gonna be so big. And then they actually like just came with that announcement and was like, holy shit, I cannot wait. And then we're like, I think 2014, I think it was, yeah. Um, or 2015, whatever. I think it was 15 when they showed the uh, the trailer for like the the first like actual trailer for it. Yeah, the first trailer. I was when I first like the saw that like the opening I was like okay like you know I'm I like openings but like I care more about the actual gameplay. So when I, when I saw the first gameplay, I was like, hmm, this looks a lot different. So I'm like, I was I was a little bit skeptical because like there are a few co game companies that like to like make big changes to their games compared to the older entries in the series and so I was like mm, let's see how this turns out and then uh, like a few like a, a year later or a few months later they actually showed like real gameplay and I was so excited and was like okay I think I love this especially because like of the because of the um, personas replacing shadows and everything at negotiations and everything. We'll talk about that later, of course. Yeah, of course, I was hype at first when I saw all that, but then I saw it got delayed, delayed, delayed. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait for it. I'm not gonna get my hopes up as of now. But if we have a release date, I was, I was like, okay, you know what? Once it, once it arrives at my um, door, I was like. I'm gonna play that sh out of this game. And then I did. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, let's talk about the um, the favorite, well, one of the best parts in the game, the characters themselves. So you have the protagonist um, who looks fucking stylish. Like he has, is like so aesthetic aesthetically pleasing. I, it's, it feels so weird to say that, but like, for the first time in like a long time, I'm like, I really like this protagonist, even if I have no idea what he's like. If he's like Yu Narukami or if he's like um, the Persona 3 protagonist and he's like, he actually looks good. He kind of looks a little cute, at, first in the, at least in the first trailer and the, like on the train, like with the, with the glasses and everything. I was like, he's cute. Like, you know, um, then I saw Naruto. Well, Ryuji. 
I mean, everyone kept saying like it's Harry Potter and Naruto and Chunko Enoshima and what else is there? Well, the protagonist he's great. I compared to like Persona Four, I, I liked Yu Narukami, but I think the Persona Five protagonist is like even better. Ryu Ryuji Sakamoto, he's he's probably my favorite. He's like the sidekick. Like the main sidekick and the best friend of the protagonist. So, um, Broske. No. A lot of people. A lot of people compare him. I don't care about that. You know why? Because he's way better than Yosuke. Yosuke can go fuck himself. <laughs> whoa! 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 <laughs> Whoa. Then there's also Anne, who's who was most compared to Junko Enoshima, of course, because of the hairstyle and everything. And then there's Morgana, who's a cat, and Yusuke, and um, Makoto, who's, by the way, best girl. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, then there's... See, my, my boy Jacob gets it. What? <laughs> my boy Jacob gets it. See, I'm gay, and even I can agree that Makoto is best girl. Futaba, who I think a lot of people can relate to if you, like... Um, advance in the story mode. Story mode, like there's any other mode in the game. Goro and Haru, who I don't want to talk about because there's no one, there's nothing to talk about. So, uh, what? Who to Haru. Who? Haru. Who? Haru. Who? 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 There's also um like the social links in Persona 5, and they're called confidants. Uh, or confidants. I don't know how to say it because my first language isn't English. Uh, but anyways. Well, it, there's a theme with that because all of the, um, even all of the arcanas are written in French. If you look at the arcana cards, they're all written in French. So I think that's the theme they're going. There is, there are a lot of confidants. There, I'm not gonna name every single one of them because it's, it could take a while. But there's um, a, a female doctor who I know is very popular with like a lot of people. Well, no, it, I, I, I'm not gonna disagree. Like she is really cool character, and I, I really like her personality and the fact that you know she's kind of selfless. But you'll find out when you when you kind of experience her confidant but i mean a lot of the people are just like well i'll, I'll let her i let her do some examinations on me you get what i'm saying i have no idea what you just said uh, oh that's that's horrifying bitch a lot of people are saying that they would they would let her do examinations on them and it's like either way there's um the of course um the doctor and there's the teacher who i'm not gonna talk about a lot because of reasons a pol politician which is weird anyway <laughs> well different class um schoolmates and all that ish you know that what was our favorite confidants what was our favorite main characters etc because for me i know my favorite main character had to be um in terms of the main storyline it was top mainly because of her story was really it's kind of intertwined with my own um you know i relate to her a lot and i know a lot of people relate to futaba a lot because of that sense of you i'm alone you know i'm this person on the internet that i can only communicate with others through the internet even this podcast the way it initially started was a way for me to communicate with others yeah a lot of people can relate to that a lot of people can yeah and a lot of, a lot of people can relate to that and i i really enjoy that because of the character it's not just that it's the fact that you know she's lost a, a parent at a young age and you know seeing that happen etc it's also there's also the matter of like like she had to deal with the fact that she like like killed her like quote unquote yeah. killed her mother it, exactly yeah and, and her family were like giving her shit because of it you know and, and I relate to that on a personal level a lot yeah and like there were some officials who were like hey like this is all your fault like and then they were being so they were being very condescending about it they were like they go like it's a shame that like she like she had to go like this like if only like you caused so much stress for her Futaba and it, it's it's like that can make someone feel like shit and I think a lot of people can relate to that. 
that. So that's why she's like my favorite main character or my favorite party member because of that reason, just because of her storyline. And her character design is pretty cool as well. I think she's very stylish. The coat with the fur on it. I like her hair. She reminds me of an inkling from Splatoon. Yes, exactly. I've seen a lot of like crossovers where people have drawn her as an inkling from Splatoon and it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. Even even like the jeans and stuff, they, there's a lot of attention to detail in that kind of costume design. It's, it's beautiful. Like I don't, like every other character's wearing school uniform so you don't really get to see their personality as much um, within school hours. So it's it's great. Futaba is actually like, has a personality, which I like. Is she also your favorite confidant? My, my favorite confidant, I think, for obvious reasons... No, it's not. It, I know who it is. It, it, you know who it is. It's it's um, Kawakami. Kawakami. The reason it is is for two reasons. First, because I really, I really love her. Like it's she's such a laid back teacher. Like she's like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. Like do what you want. Do make some shit in class. But I don't. The one thing I don't like about her confidant is the way she acts as a maid and the way that they draw her like icons and shit. I don't like the facial expressions she makes when she's a maid. I don't like the hairstyle when she's a maid. I don't like that. I like the frumpy, derpy kind of looking. You know what I mean? Like the teacher look. I like that better than like it seems like I understand where they were trying to go with it to kind of make this teacher look like hey, she does this kind of stuff at off school hours. Hell yeah, to earn extra money. And they were hinting at that kind of stuff you know when when you kind of go in romantic route with her so it's like for me it was learning more about um why she did this and and why she went into teaching as well or what what teaching means to her and how like what her students mean to her as well i really enjoyed that and it was it was a real insight because teachers get a lot of shit man like sometimes people forget that they're real people and they have lives outside of the school but yeah and also her hairstyle is amazing and her that sweater hell yeah man that i love all right what a 10 out of 10 IGN. What? You, you know that Makoto meme? You know that one where she's doing the okay? Yeah. It's like that. That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so what about you, Joe? <laughs> Who's your favorite main and confidant character? Well, my favorite main character, like, 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 Best girl aside, like any kind of like like silliness aside, like Makoto was without a doubt my favorite because like <laughs> during her, I'll be a little serious here for like a minute or two. Um, during like during the time I was playing Persona Five, I was dealing with a couple of own things in my own life. Like there were a lot, like I was doing some self struggle. Like I was, I, I felt like I I just felt very powerless in a lot of scenarios. Like I felt like I felt bad because I felt like I was just useless. Like I I couldn't really do anything. Like I was kind of like like I. I wasn't really like listening to myself i was kind of like like letting like letting everyone else get to me and like like following everyone else's like orders and such and then when i played through persona 5 like i, I listened to makoto's story and like how we like how we saw her like take these orders from principal kobayakawa we we saw her like spending time with her sis and like and you could see that like she like although she loves us dearly like you can tell that her sis like just looks down upon makoto in some ways because like because of like her own stress and like because of what she's dealing with and like Makoto just kind of has to take it all and she feels powerless to stop it in in those cases I I feel like I related very much like there were times where you would feel like there are times where you sometimes just feel powerless to stop something and like you like a lot of times it can be very difficult to like to do anything about it yourself so to see Makoto is like step up when we went to uh when we went to Kaneshiro's bank it, it, it felt very like inspirational to me like it was like well, those few inst like well, those few instances were fiction 
been like changed, like kind of affected me in a very strong way. And like just seeing Makoto stand up to Kan Shadow Kaneshiro and unleash her persona and like say like her own speech, like it it, it hit hard. And like especially like when I was going through her confidant, like I learned so much about her. And like she has aspirations, like she like she's beginning to kind of like fend for herself and do everything on her own and like listen to herself. Joe, I have a question for you. Um, when playing the game and when playing through specific confidants, did you feel that you learned a lot about yourself? Because you mentioned Makoto learning a lot about herself, but do you do you kind of reflect on that? I know it's a personal question, but I'll also answer it as well. But do you feel that? you kind of learn a lot about yourself while playing the game because i certainly feel that i do like there's certain points when i look at certain confidants and i, I kind of relate to that and well like, to be honest i think that's like mostly true for like everyone who plays that game because the game is like right but like of course it'll, of course it'll affect somebody somehow but the game can like change people in different ways because of just how how many themes it introduces if you if you like think away the dungeons and everything like it's pretty much real life as, at least in Japan, you know, there's like a few different things about the West and the Japanese culture, but those people still have the same issues as us. They have still have to be pressured and um, like minority minority um, complexes and whatever. Like if you play those, if you talk to those confidants and spend time with them, and you learn so much about them, it's like I know what this person or what this character is going through, and I'm like I'm not the only one in the in the world who has that. And it makes it like think about like other people have that too, and maybe we could like. Talk talk more to each other and like like it makes you want to actually talk about or talk to other people i think at least at least in my opinion in my opinion it did it feels it feels weird to say but it's true because like it's very it hits home you know yeah well i agree with you in a lot of ways like that's that's i feel is a very like what well the selling points of persona 5 is just how relatable it can be through from beginning to end like it, it tackles like various issues that a lot of people deal with and i think like just seeing the phantom thieves like even though it's like totally fiction like it's very like inspiring in one way or another because like you're seeing these people going against the like the hardships of the world and like people who are trying to like who are basically trying to like take over in, in like one way or another and like it, it's like it, it makes you feel like oh like i i wish i could be like the phantom thieves where like i could like go against like everyone trying to put me down and like just like go out there and do something make ch like make some sort of change like that's why like that's why like I, I can relate to a lot of the characters but with Makoto specifically like it it hit the hardest because it, it affected me directly it affected my own life directly and like myself and I, I feel like overall I learned a lot is Makoto also your favorite confidant as far as like important life lessons are concerned yes well not well I would I would say something similar to that like I would say like yes like Makoto has definitely had a strong impact on me but I think my favorite one it's more of like just the game itself it's not like lesson like important lessons aside important themes aside like i think my favorite one has to be ey's confidant mm -hmm. well basically involved because he was involved in the yakuza yeah like he had he had past history in yakuza and throughout the confidant you're, you're spending time with his son and basically trying to hide like while helping out this business you're hiding the fact that that um ey like is is not is his father like it's not his real father and that he was part of yakuza from his son thinking about it now he's actually a, a lot of like um kiryu 
from Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. He's a lot like Kiryu, isn't he? Like, it's just, it's so, it's just really sweet. It was very sweet, like, the relationship between him and the son, Karu. And, like, just seeing, like, all the, like, the backside, like, Yakuza business going on. And, like, seeing it all unwind just felt, it was very exciting and very emotional. Which is why I think that's my favorite. But I feel like I've kind of dragged on enough. What about you, Jacob? Like, well, like, I want to hear, like, what you, what, what you thought about, like, confidants and maybe your main character. Well, my favorite character, like, from the playable characters are, is definitely, um, Ryuji. He, well, I, I always, like, I tend to like the sidekicks a lot. Mostly, most of the time the protagonist is, like, you know, like, serious and everything, and the sidekick's, like, the comedic guy or girl. And Ryuji's kind of, like, if I com if I would compare him to Yosuke from Persona 4, I would, like, actually do him wrong, because I think that Ryuji has a lot more quality, um, or a lot more quality speaking for him because like in Persona 4 Yosuke was all almost always talking about girls and Ryuji's like the only the only two points I can think of where he actually talked about wanting to like have a girlfriend or find someone to hook up with was at one point where he was like carried away by two I think it was like feminine guys or like something oh yeah like it was that. when they were going to Shin Shinjuku yeah, exactly. Like when you when you get to speak to that a photo photographer, a woman. All that aside, because you mentioned like you're, you're a big fan of Ryuji as a main character, but also like confidants. Like which ones were your favorites? Which ones stood out to you and things like that? Because that's very, something we're very. See, my favorite confidant was actually um, Hifumi Hifumi Togo because I can relate to her a lot. She was she's like she has to do something because her parents want her to do it or her her mom wants her to do it. I think she's. She's she's gorgeous. She's absolutely stunning, I think. It's a shame that we didn't get her as a party member. A apparently, I was speaking to um, Javi about this, or I don't know how he pronounces his name, but you know who he is. Um, and he was like, well, there's already there's already a character like that in, in the party, but I don't know who he's referencing. To me, I don't know why they couldn't add Hifumi as a party member. Well, I mean, I feel like there are a number of reasons for it. One, it means they, they, they would end up dragging the game on for too long. And two, it would make a lot of, the make, it would make a couple of themes obsolete. For example, like if you look at each palace, there, it's based off of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, and it's like because you can't have eight. Like you can't you can't work with eight and then go to Memento's depths. Well, either way, Hifumi is like very. She's very elegant. She is, and she's like she, despite being like elegant, she can also be like really like you know derpy and everything. And she's like, I, I it, it's like the same as always. Like people look at her. I love it when she plays shogi. She gets really serious and she wins, and she like turns into this whole other character. And it's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like one of the best parts of the of the confidence events for me because she was always like when she played Shogi, she was like she played with a passion. She always had like this image of herself being like this super warlord and everything. And that really appealed to me because that showed to me that showed me that there's still people who actually like have a fantasy inside their head. Like it's a Trinibus, <laughs> like syndrome right yeah it's very it's very chenibio like isn't it yeah yeah it's, it's almost innocent if you think about it it's like as i mentioned before she's really beautiful and i can just relate to her being like y you know she kind of reminds me of zenji from uh from dynasty warriors she does yeah so uh, not just because of the little like beauty spot on her face or anything it's just the the characters really do align there he for me like 
not nearly as bitchy as Sinji. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I can't. You can't compare on the bitchy scale. Anyways, let's um talk about how the game, like how it has changed in terms of gameplay and graphics and the setting. We also we already mentioned it's set in Shibuya. It's set in like a huge. City. You know, it's very interesting the fact that this game, I'm not sure about the previous Persona games, but this is actually set in real life and all of the places you can go to, you can actually go to in real life. It's not like Inaba in, in, in a Persona 4, which isn't a real place, it's only based on It is a real, real place. No, it's, well, it's yeah, not well, it real. Is, it was based. Well I mean, it's the same for Shibuya. Like, it isn't like totally accurate. No, it's not. It's not like on the levels of uh, Akiba Strip. But you know, like the game Akiba Strip, where it's it's really accurate. It's not. It's, it's not really accurate. But I mean, Inaba is not a real place. Like, it's it's based on a real place. It's not a real. Place. Same with Tats was it Tatsumi Island? Tatsumi Port Island. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not a real place either. So it's like it's very interesting that they wanted to go with this is real. Like this <laughs> place is real, and you can go and visit the Sky Tree, or you can go and visit uh, Rapongi Hills. Like it's very very interesting. Because it's it's set in modern day, so they have to kind of represent. And it also changed a lot in terms of like graphics, because like it like in the Persona Three and Four, you were also always like playing with these chibi figurine characters, while in Persona Five, you actually like play with life-sized. I'm gonna call it life-sized, life-sized characters with accurate height, even like. But I, I would say that's due to the engines, right? Because the previous Persona games are on uh, PlayStation One. Uh, PlayStation 2, we're not going to count the Vita on this one, but it's a big jump. But Persona 3 and Persona 4, because Persona 1 and 2 are different too. No, I know, but I mean, like, there's a limitation from the PlayStation 2 that like, you really can't get. You, you see what I mean? It's not, it's yeah, not yeah, as course. powerful as PS4, right? So that's why they've implemented that thing. That's why they've used the Catherine engine for the face. And, you know, even, like, the whole puzzles and shit. I think it's they wanted to go with the Catherine engine, too, as, a, like, a design choice. Because the Catherine engine make, can make games look amazing. Like, if you look, if you look at Catherine, like if, you, like, if you play through it, like, the visuals, like, the style, like, it's so good. Yeah, I do think it came with Catherine. Um, Catherine and then it came with Persona 4 Dancing All Night because that's when they like first introduced those big models instead of like the little ones and it also shows like a lot um, in Persona 5 because there's, it's it's really um, close to well it's really detailed and because you always see people running around they're not really um, unique in their own way but they're like shadows and it's like you know it's really, really it's really close to life to me at least it, not just that I think the whole shadows thing is it's you know when you're walking past people they kind of fade in and out and that's that's it, it's kind of something that kind of relates to real life in a way you see so many people you're not going to remember their faces just shadows you know yeah everyone blends in and in the end and i think that in itself i think is a great design choice it's subliminal but it makes you think it makes you think wow like i don't really need to care about these npcs do, do you see what i mean they're, they're irrelevant yeah but it's like it still gives off this like really real vibe to me yeah, and of it's course. like super, especially because it's like a, such a huge city and it's like just really realistic. Because in other in in other games like in Persona Three there were like three or four NPCs on like one map or anything, and there's like in 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 Polonia Mall for instance. Yeah. Like, there's way more people in real life. You know, the main thing that kind of struck out for me in terms of this new new gameplay engine and the whole graphics and such was the first time you went to school by train. The fact that you walked to the train station, you got on the train, and you can actually miss the train and another one will come. That's... It, that blew my mind. I was like, whoa, you can ride the train. Like, this is some next level stuff. <laughs> Until they finally introduce fast travel. 
Well, it, well, they did introduce fun, but you could still do it. You don't need to necessarily go through the fast travel system. You can actually go on the train. And the fact that the game limits you in such a way, it's like, you know what? You have to pay this much on your ticket. It's not free travel. Like, it's sick. It's amazing. It's like, that's how it is in London. There's a zone system and it's pretty cool. Like, I've never seen a game pay that much attention to detail. Am I, am I the only one who got, like, super confused going through the train lines initially? Like, without fast travel? No, the, true. But I, I think it's it's made to do that. And I just wanted to point that out because it's, it was just really funny to me. The Japanese audience, especially the ones living in Shibuya or, or in Tokyo in general, will know. They will, they will think, okay, you need to go to this line. And you're like, yeah, I know where to go. I've been here before in real life. But then... I've seen a lot of people, the Western audience, they're not going to know. They're, and the funny thing is, is that that train station is designed in such a way where there are markings on the floor and it's in the game as well. There's like paint markings on the floor to indicate which line to go. To. I have to say, when I went to Japan for the first time, that was the same thing. Well, it, because it's based on that. When I went there, I was like, where, what am I supposed to do here? Like, where, where do I go? And where? It was really confusing. It was like a labyrinth, really. And then suddenly, and suddenly there were like so many lines and everything. And it, it's interesting because it, it makes you take the time because you're, gonna, you're not going to do it first try. I don't think many Westerners are going to do it first try in the game. It takes, it makes you see what what you can do in the game. Like when I done it the first time, I saw the stand where you can apply for jobs and it tells you don't do this now. Like, do you see what I mean? Yeah. By doing those mistakes, you get to see what the game has to offer and little hints. Like, oh, I can go get a part time job. That's interesting. Or look, I can go to a different place, but I can't get access to that now. It's actually nice that you mentioned that because there were a lot of features that I just didn't know about going like going after my first playthrough. It's like I didn't really notice those features until like I saw somebody else playing the game. It's like for example, like I I didn't know how like I didn't know about like fishing and stuff until like I until I actually like saw someone like go to the area and like do fishing. That's the same with me. Like I was I didn't realize that was even a thing or <clears throat> or even the locations. I don't think I've unlocked every location that you can possibly go to. I was I was able to unlock every hotspot if I remember correctly. Like, yeah, I, I still didn't know about the fishing area, which was surprising to me. And and even the little things like going to the baseball cages, like the batting cages, I didn't even know that was a thing. Or things like that. It's just even those little like mini games or playing in the arcade or um, doing the challenges. And that's what I like about the game. Every time you play it, there's always something new that you wouldn't have thought. And it just blows your mind. It's like, wow. I mean, as far as things to do, like, if the game's, um, as, as far as, like, things to do is concerned, Persona 5 excels in that compared to a lot of the other Persona games in the past. Like, there's just so much you can do on your spare time, like, more than ever. Some may be, like, a little more significant than others, but you still get benefits from each of them. Which is really nice. And like especially and then when you have confidants like Kawakami's or Chahaya's, you can save so much time and get more things done than ever. I, th I still think at the same time the game gives you too much time, at least for me. Well it's because they give you two of the most broken confidants in the like in like any persona game. Even even without those confidants, like I felt that there's certain things within the dungeons at least. Um, you know how they give you like a week or something or a month? Mm -hmm. Within the later game, they give you more time to complete the dungeon. I go in two days max, I've completed the dungeon. And then you get that time where you have to wait for the killer to be found. Well, not the killer, you have to wait for the, the heart to be stolen and for them to make a confession. And then it's like, after that, it will reset. And then you have to go all, you, you still have more free time. And it's like, I don't want too much free time in the game. Like for me, when I'm playing, I, maybe there's something wrong with how I play the game. Well, to be to be fair, to be fair, Morgana sent you to bed a lot in the game, so I guess that makes up like just a little bit. 
for the free time. Every time I would try to like go do certain things, and like Morgana would just stop me. He's like, "Let's not do that, Sinan." I'm like, "Come on, Morgana!" Like I'm in my room and I have like I have nothing to do. I don't need to sleep. You wanna um get a like a like a glass of water? No, I don't think so. You're going to bat, bitch. You're gonna thirst this night, bitch. I don't think so. That's what I don't like about Morgana. But I think it's like it's very. It's annoying. It's like having an annoying, well, annoying pet. It's like it's a pain in the ass. It's like having like a toddler that has like the mind of a mind of an adult. Yeah, but like, uh, but with that said, I I am glad that they give you like a lot more options. Like you could you could build like one like one time you could build tools, another time you could make laundry, or you could play some games for a bit, read a book for a bit, um, or you can or you can you can make some coffee, you could you can make some curry, you could go out to like buy some books, read a bit, or like fish a bit, or watch a movie for a bit with Morgana. Yeah, play games like they brought back that um mechanic from Persona Four Golden where it's like. Um, you can see what other people online did, and it's like, hmm, should I do that too? Maybe I should. Cause I didn't notice that. You know when where you um like press like a button, I think. I think if you press the touch, if you press the touchpad while you're like in the overworld, it'll show you like what other people did that oh, wow. who were like online. You know, like you um, know, you know what's very interesting and kind of broken as well. Um, if you're doing the questions at school and you press the touchpad, and that was really, really funny. <laughs> that was funny a, to me. It's a bit shitty. It just tells you the answers now because everyone's. The great thing is that they didn't do that for the tests. Actually, they didn't. They just did it for, um, the the school like the questions themselves. But like, if you're if you're writing like an exam, you're you're not getting any answers from like online. That it's like cheating, you know. <laughs> I didn't know about that feature until after I beat the game. I was like, again, I was watching like somebody play through the game. I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I used it like all the time. <laughs> I, I, I used it for like everything because sometimes the game made me unsure about myself. <laughs> so I was like, mm, fuck. <laughs> you know what, I'm just gonna use this and then thank you. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm like max in every single stat. Oh, you know what stat pissed me off to get? It was the courage stat. Like the one where you have to eat the burgers. That annoyed me. Like Easy though. Yeah, it was. It, it's, it's a lot of money. It was like, well, fuck, man, I have to eat all these burgers. Well, you have to do. You have to eat them at the right time because you get a discount. I know, but I don't want to spend all night eating burgers. I was like, oh, man, I want to go to the... No, guys, I think one of the funniest ways to boost your stats in the game was when... Uh, it's like when you're in class, and I think if you're looking at your phone too long... Like, I, I don't remember how it worked, but sometimes, like, the teacher would... Like, the, what's his name? Yeah, like the the big like guy with the glass. That that only happened to me like the very first time. This is something I think that's something that's really weird with the game. Like certain events only happen once. They love showing that in the trailers, in the early trailers. They're all they always show that one teacher, like the that bigger teacher, see, noticing you, looking at your phone, and throwing the chalk at you. That they loved putting that in because it was like that's that's gonna that's actually gonna get to people's attention, and because it's like so out of place and it's so unnormal for like most games. It's like. But it, it, it's it's another thing that I wanted to bring up. It's like there's certain features like that that people will never see in their gameplays. And there's another feature that I want to bring up, and I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's the reverse hostage. Yeah, I have never seen that. I've seen that. Ha it's happened once. The reason was for me because I, I played like 
for my first playthrough and just wanted to like see how the story went. I'm like, I guess you could say I'm a little spoiled because of that. But like I never, I never got to see those hostage situations and I never realized how hard the boss enemies are. So to be honest, for me, I was playing on easy the first time and I had it and it was like they took on and it was like, what the fuck? What is this? Like they took on and they were like, they, if you don't pay the money, you have to, it's either you pay the money or you just continue to defeat the persona. If you don't do it in time, they'll kill off your team and it's like fuck or there's an option if you're connected online to get one of the other people that are playing online to help you and i i didn't do that the first time i then reloaded the game and then i done it the second time and it was it's pretty interesting since then i've played like probably three hours or 300 hours of the game i haven't seen that again so it makes me think is this like a one-time thing or is it gonna happen multiple times it can happen multiple times in a playthrough um on my first time i didn't see i i don't remember seeing it like at all but then when i did my merciless new game plus playthrough um like it was happening like, a little more. I guess sometimes you can just rely on luck. I think it depends on like how your team takes damage. Like I think it's like if you if your teammate is in the scenario like like and they take this damage or like the boss gets up close to them and does this damage and they can be taken hostage. The first time it happened to me was that you you can try and and do a hostage situation. Like if you do a take, what's it called? What, what was a hold up, yeah. If you if you try and do a hold up, they can reverse that hold up on you, and it's like if you fuck up the the um, negotiation, they can turn it around, and it's like that's the second time it happened to me. I was like, what? Well, it happened to me that I failed the negotiation, and then the persona actually got the advantage and attacked me like two or three times in a row. Oh yeah, you could fail it, but like it, it's not like an exact hold up though. It's more like they just attack because you screwed it up. Yeah, but they can also reverse it. Like I said, they could just take hostage. I was like, what? It's, when it happened, it, it blew my mind because I was like, no way. Like, imagine playing this game on hard and that happening to you. That would piss you off. It would be such a challenge. I would love that. Well, I mean, if you if you get, like, knocked down and if you get, like, a, a crit or if you get a weakness in Merciless early on, then you're just dead <laughs> because it hits that hard. <laughs> You know, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about just the battles, the battle system. If we can talk about that quickly, because I loved how like active the battle system was this time. It's like, oh, in addition to like the normal stuff you're used to, like getting like melee weapons, like wearing costumes, and like just using usual persona skills, you could use like guns. You could use different gun skills. You could do like these like team skills to like you could do like these. You could like pair up with another party member and like do these like style of skills. Like then you could hold them up. Then you could choose all attacker like go into negotiation or take. There's an also item. an interesting thing that they've added as well. It's like a hint. It's not a hint button, but it chooses the best persona or the best gun move or whatever for that enemy if you have fought them before. And I think it's very useful if you want to go through like uh, speed runs and stuff, or if you're a relatively new player to persona. It is very useful. I I just like those little things like that and the fact that you can taunt them and just like treat the personas like shit during like negotiations and uh holdups and stuff i'll start to interrupt but like i also really like the the baton pass system the one where you could like you could give it to like yusuke for example then you could like power up one of his moves and he would just demolish everyone have you ever got like a a four baton pass like passed it to everyone in the team Yes, I, I had to get. I had to do that. I mean, I, you need you need to do that to get an achievement. Like you have to like pass like thing. I think it was like three times in like in a turn or three times in a fight. I can't remember. So you can judge me for that, but I always like pick the right characters so the battle is over quickly. <laughs> like I like I actually I have to say that even if, if even if you play on like easy mode, it can re get really hard. Even with like a normal normal persona fighting you, it can it like 
it, because it depends because when you first find out the personas like you don't know anything it was like a wild encounter and it used this like you know how there's like dark and light um skills and they well, basically they it, i think they call it bless and like curse and yeah exactly and they like one of the personas like used one on my entire team and i think out of like four is it four or five people in the team i forgot yeah four and i think two or three were like no two were killed and the other two were heavily injured by other personas. I was like, oh my god, I, I'm 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 out of like items to resurrect them. I'm like fucked. <laughs> Even it was like it was like easiest of difficulty. So they really amped up the difficulty itself. That's why Futabo that's why it's really good to level up your confidants because you get a lot of useful skills in metal. Like Ifumi skills, Futaba skills are some of the best skills in the game. The fact that you can switch uh, players out mid-battle and things. And then you also have uh Shinya. You have Shinya skills, which allow you to do different moves to your guns. Like you can go into battle, like just like do like a gun barrage on everyone. I do have to say, I really enjoy the like the thought of them putting in guns as a weapon because I always thought like you're 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 fighting shadows. Why aren't you just using guns? And then it was like, oh, you know what? They just did it because phantom thieves are like seen as the villains, and villains normally have like guns, especially if they hold people hostages. Well, no, like, I think, no, the reason for that was because, it wasn't because of that, it was because, like, if they look at the gun, and, like, in, in a world of cognition, if they look at the gun, they're gonna, if they, if they think it's real, then it will be real. I think that was, like, the plot reason for it. I also love how they actually made the gun attacks, like, an actual, um, element of damage. <laughs> like, it was, like, guns were broken in Persona 5. Like, they were insane. What was the Persona called? I think Huapo. Like, the fire Persona that, like, with the blonde hair and, like, the fairy dress and everything. And that Persona's weak spot is, I think, it, it's ice and the gunshots. It was, like, what? This Persona's, like, weak to gunshots? <laughs> like, you know, it's really funny because you're fighting a whole bunch of shadows that are weak to gun. The gunshots, and you could just put your gun up. I know you them, can just shoot everyone and kill them. <laughs> it's so funny. Like you die, then you die. One thing that I also want to mention within that is <clears throat> is the fact that there is certain gameplay um, changes from Persona Four to Persona Five. One main thing is that you're not fighting shadows anymore. You're fighting personas, which is it's very interesting. It, it kind of brings us back to Persona One and Two. You know the whole negotiations and trying to bring them on your well, side. Well, just that. Like I feel like with personas, it felt like it, it was an interesting change, but at the same time, it felt very logical, wasn't it? Didn't it? Because it's like when you're you're fighting like you're fighting people like you're fighting these people who are assuming like the certain like the certain form. They're hiding behind a mask, and then when you pull off those masks, then they turn into like like the quote-unquote corrupted person like personas that you see in the, in the field like you for example in uh like in kamashita's palace you're you see those like those knights and also a lot of people were really happy about that and the negotiations themselves because they went back to their persona roots they were like um like persona 3 like i think yeah persona 3 and 4 was like you're fighting random monsters and then like in 5 you can fight personas again you can recruit them and you can like tell them to give you money or whatever or items that's what i love it, it's just you treat them like such shit like it's like you bully them you're the phantom Thieves. you can't do that you have like guns you have everything a fan uh, like a 
a you know criminal ca should have like and it, it's just it's just really great to me that they really went back to saying it wasn't just that it was just it was just the like the whole story behind it I, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of lore like I, I i love i love this reading upon like the the lore that the game presents um like how like when you rip off like as i was saying before with the night with with like the knights of conscious palace you just rip off like their mask and then like it's basically the mask that's hiding like their true selves yeah and then like the reveal is like these personas who can't really remember their true selves and then through those negotiations you kind of help them like jog their memory and then mm. they join you because we're talking about personas i really want to talk about the velvet room because it's very interesting like originally the velvet room was an elevator because of tartarus was a tower and then this uh, persona 4 velvet room was a um limousine and then in persona 5 they just treated you like shit by throwing you into jail which i love yeah i love that but it's actually it's a lot more interesting because there was a lot more plot involved in the velvet room i know and that's and i love that because it's like because it wasn't initially supposed to be you being locked up it was like that's because um yaldabaoth who i like to call tablecloth uh ended up like like imprisoning you and splitting uh, lavenza into Kirley and justine and it made it for like a very interesting plot it's like because you when you like go th because it's very interesting when you're doing things in the velvet room like when you're doing like all the f like doing all the fuses and everything igor doesn't do it he the, the twins do it themselves yeah i i saw like um they uh, they really put effort into like the whole um criminal thing by saying like we're gonna execute this persona that's, that was really cool, actually. I like the fact that they were themed. They put the blankets over their personas and then cut their heads off. Or electrocute them. It depends. It's like there's electrocutions, there's guillotines, and it, it, it's such a, it's a, such a lovely system. And I think even the way that you... Fusions are a lot easier in this game, um, from what I can see. It's like, it's so easy to fuse. Because a lot of the quality of life changes, like, they made, like, navigating through menus and, like, just ex accessing personas and doing these different things a lot easier compared to past games. Completely agree with that. And and even there's that, it, it kind of also reminds me of Pokemon in a way, like, because, let's be real, the system is pretty similar to Pokemon. Um, the battle system is, like, this rock, paper, scissors battle system. Um, even the fact that you can do, like, um fusions with random people online like you you give in a persona and then they give in a persona random and you get a random fusion out of it uh, which is kind of like the pokemon uh wonder trades and stuff like it's it's pretty similar to that i'm not comparing pokemon to persona but it, there's a pretty similar theme going on in terms of that like well, i mean it's also very addicting to try to collect every single persona oh yeah like like i this is coming from somebody who like 100 percented the compendium and got all of the demon treasures we get it joe <laughs> Yes, I know. I, I need to, <laughs> I need to toot my own horn at every possible moment because getting that platinum trophy was the most painful thing I did in a while. Do you have a D the DLC personas? I don't because I'm not scum. You know what? Fuck you. I have all the DLC. I have every I know single you do, piece Jacob, of DLC. And I, every day I will constantly remind you about how horrible of a choice you made. You know, I felt bad for getting the game for free because it's such a good game. And then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna buy all the DLC. I want them to. I want Atlas to get my money, so I did that. But he, the DLC ruined the game. Like, depending on which it one. It spoils. You it spoils you a lot because it's like it is. It's it makes the like, game the, so easy for you. Well, because you can get Persona with certain weaknesses, and then you can teach it moves that eliminate those weaknesses, and so they'd be. That's another thing. You can refuse them to forget the fact that they're like that. You make them immune to darkness. Or things especially the picaro personas like they tend to be just godly 
Like uh, I bought the Messiah DLC, and and the fact that it, it you can end because you get the ability to get the persona straight away because you paid real life money for it. So you go to the compendium and then you just it's free for the first time of summon and it's like really i can go in in kamashida's palace with messiah and just wreck shit it really does break the game <laughs> it does but I, I think the way for them to do that is that they should be like okay you need get in-game money to, to to get the persona like you would any other persona um they did implement that after like like after you buy it the first time like for free then you get a, an opportunity to do it but even then the fact that you can you can do fusions that aren't listed in in like the fusion guide yeah and it's it's so easy to do and it's like come on man there's certain personas that are just too godly you don't even want to use like you don't like for example i don't want to use satanil like he's a cool persona and everything but i i just use the messiah just messiah picaro and it's just too it's because messiah picaro i don't think has any weaknesses because he's he's like effectively god do you see what i mean yeah if i if i like if i actually like use I feel I kind of feel bad for using the DLC personas, especially because I think like they're just DLC, and I'm actually missing out on personas that are in the game that I could be summoning and fusing right now, which could probably make the game also a lot more fun for me. But I'm like, but it's also a nostalgia factor, right? Because you're like that too. But I, I just I'm just like one of one of the few people who like want to rush through fighting to like actually just enjoy the plot even though i probably shouldn't because like the gameplay is one of the greatest points in the game but i just love rushing through fights to really enjoy the story itself so it's kind of like eh. i mean I, I can't speak for any i can't speak for myself because i i didn't buy any dlc like i i just i didn't really see much interest in it but i did i did appreciate the fact that they put so much work into just remaking the models for every single persona so like it it just it was amazing like just seeing all these personas that are originally just 2d sprites being brought to a 3d environment like seeing izanagi seeing like messiah seeing um just seeing like the new personas like arsene and like to see them in this like 3d environment with all these special effects it it shows a lot that like it, it says a lot about how much quality they put into it yeah, of course, and, and the fact that the game has been delayed all this time, you can see where it's gone. I don't even want to imagine what it was like beforehand, so I'm glad they took a lot of time to- There's one point that actually puts me off a little with the DLC. Um, the fact that they delayed the game for like such a long time, and then they still decided, um, let's put um, DLC that's not free, actually, um, up for, you know, for sale, and then it- that didn't really irk me as much as the DLC that you have to pay for, which was um, original um, costumes for the characters. But it did make me think, if I know it's free, but why didn't you just put it in a game like when it came out? Like, well, I mean, with the costumes, I agree, but with the personas... Yeah, like, with the personas, that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, it makes course. sense because canonically, like, Izanagi can't really exist as a feasible persona. I know, but like, but still, like with the DLC costumes, I get it. Like with the whole, um, like Persona Three um, school outfit. You know what I didn't like about that DLC is the fact that you you can have all of them. Like you can get, for example, you can get um, <coughs> Anne wearing the, the Persona Four costume, and then what get um, 
um, Makoto wearing the P3 costume, but it, it all depends on what your main character is wearing, what music you're going to get. I don't like the fact that the music is linked in with the costume. Like I want, I want to choose the track. It would be nice if you like, if you own the costume, you could like have an option in the menu to choose what kind of music you'd want to play. Exactly, I think that would have been greater because sometimes I want to be wearing the Persona Three costumes, but I don't want to listen to the Persona Three music because I really don't like. So it. I'm also like, you made costumes as DLC, but why didn't you actually uh, make costumes that you don't have to buy as DLC for the game, like in the game itself? Like Persona 4 had. Yeah, like Persona 4, like, I get it, like, it's cosmetics, who doesn't love but you, that? But you could do that, right? You There's the swimsuit costumes, there's the school uniforms. And I feel like in Persona 4's case, it's very different because in, like, Persona 5, you're dressed as the fantasy. I know it was for PS2, but... Well, but no, no, like, it's not, I'm not talking about the P, I'm not talking about PS2, I'm not talking about, like, stuff like that. I'm talking about the fact that because the Phantom Thieves are, like, known for wearing these certain costumes, it's like you can't you can't really like alternate between costumes as well as well as you did in Persona 4 because your clothing didn't really matter. In Persona 5 it matters more than ever. Like with that said, like I do agree with a lot with what you guys are saying. Like these like with how the costumes were handled, this like it could have been handled better. In my opinion, same uh, personas I kinda understand, but costumes it's like there, there are ways to kind of make them a little better than like they did in like with what they did now. It what they did now is like it, it feels weird. Like in, in some areas, I can kind of agree with it because like for example, the butler made outfit, the Christmas outfit. I love like DLC like as DLC, those were fine for me because like not only was it free, it also looked very nice. Like it was like something that was like nice quality. But then when you get to like the other costumes, like the, why would why would I want to pay for all these? That's true, especially the P3 costumes. The only good costume in that because they're all the same costume. It's not like each one is themed, except for it's. It, I think it's only um, it's only Morgana that gets the themed costumes. Like I guess or um teddy costume etc like the rest is just the standard uniform yeah we're gonna have the funnier funnier costumes because yeah like, i think it's, it's pretty cool like especially the ram from you know, like catherine and stuff the sheep and then if you put on the butler maid outfit he doesn't wear a but but he doesn't wear a butler outfit he wears a maid he outfit. The maid. and it's, it's quite funny it's, it's charming um it makes me like morgana a little bit more let's talk about spin-offs yeah like i, I mean i i really did like talking about like like all this like extra content but since we're talking about like extra contents or like future content it'd be nice to talk about the spin-offs and like it what would be we expecting for the future it's already been announced that there's a persona a persona, persona a dancing game similar to dancing all night and i'm not too, i'm not too happy about it i mean they said it wouldn't interfere with the main story yeah no it see this thing is it's it doesn't even have an, a like a story mode it doesn't it's just I think it has like a challenge mode instead of story mode. It's it's more like um, it's more like the Project Diva games now because it's really like it doesn't have a story mode, of course. But it's um, also more. I think it's more. How can I say that? It's um, more focused on you just having fun instead of you like saying I want to play this because of the plot. It, it makes me it makes me feel that they're just trying to milk this franchise. They've done it with P P four, and it was just like, come on, man. I don't want. I don't want well, I mean, five my, different My personal philosophy is like if it's if it doesn't like it doesn't affect the story in some way and it like it's mainly focusing on fun then like I can get behind it. It's like I mean like it's not really I mean it's not really hurting anybody. It's like it's kind of like it's just there. It's like if you if you like it then sure you could buy it but like if not it's like it's not like it's important enough for you to have to buy it unlike with persona 4 dancing all night which had like a new story that was integral to like the, the main persona 4 plot and same for arena like However, arena I, do, I, I do have to say that it was um 
they because they also announced like the Persona 3 game, like the Dancing Night game. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say real quickly that I actually was hoping for a new Persona 3 dancing game because I love the Persona 3, but that's another thing to talk about you know, sometime later. I, I was going back with the Persona 3. I was hoping that they were gonna like be like, hey, we're gonna re-release Persona 3 using this Catherine engine. I thought that would have been cool, but you know, that's not real. It's not real. Well, no you, who knows? Maybe the future well, brings something. Speaking about other spin-offs, Q2. Q2, or, or, or the anime as well. And Persona Q2 was also announced, like, once is, is again. It actually, is, it, is it real? Because It what is. I Q2. Okay. It is, Q2 is 100% real. It's so, like, is, Q... is it going to have P5, ca uh, P5 characters? Well, yeah, we don't know anything about it right now, other than it's a thing. They, but it was confirmed that they were going to put in Persona 5 characters. So, I mean, naturally, because... It... That one has been confirmed 100%. Yeah, like we're still we're st we don't know anything about the game right now. We just know that it exists. It's going to be ba like a Persona 5 spin-off with Persona 5 characters in it. Um, we don't know how it's going to be incorporated into the story. I do assume we, it's going to be Do we know which canon, consoles though. it's going to be on though? 3DS. Yeah, 3DS. 3DS. But uh, do we think there'll there'll be a Switch? I don't think so. I can I can I can see that happening. I don't I don't have my hopes up for don't it. I don't think they will make it. I don't have all my hopes up for it, but I can see it happening at some point. Like similar to how they went from Persona 3 to, uh, sorry, how, it was similar to how they went from PS3 to PS4 with Persona 5. Anyways, there's also still the Persona 5 anime that's been announced. Not the like, not like the early anime that was like released for the actual game release. I like the teaser anime that they did, that that early OVA thing. But I don't know how I would enjoy a P5 anime, mainly because I've already played the game. I don't have a reason. And there's nothing additional going on. See, the thing is, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it, but I also heard that they're uh, making like an actual, actual, but like they're making an actual like um, phone app just for the anime. I think, I think it's just for the anime, but it could also be like for the entire series, but they're making that app actually like it there's not too much info on that yet but they showed it in a stream before and i think i think it was also actually announced with the anime and um dancing star night i think it was like all kind of mixed together and like one big announcement yeah, i'm wondering how that would work though like what would be the point of it, it it's it I, I would presume it's like a like a social game no no i don't th i don't think it's i don't think it's a social game it's like more of an a, a companion app like you know how how GTA GTA 5 has a, a, a companion app there's a few a few games who have that I can see it being some sort of like augmented reality application oh maybe that could be yeah like as that... in like you can go around the world and like do something similar to the metaverse well like so oh that would be cool Joe that's sick that's actually a really cool idea like the actual app on the phone like yeah. in the game oh Joe man you know I hope Atlas steals your idea <laughs> I really do because that's a I really mean, cool like, idea. Yeah, knowing them, they'd probably think a step ahead. They'd probably well, be well, like, true. "Oh, you get to summon a persona in the game." <laughs> if not, Joe, you need to be in the credits of P5. If, <laughs> if they take your idea, man, that's what I need to do. So let's now. I think we should also like talk about like the stuff that hasn't been announced yet that could still happen. Like for instance, Persona 5 Arena. I think everyone has that in their minds. Yeah, if Arc System Works is behind it, I would be totally on that. I I I'm open for it. I think it's gonna happen one day. Like I I, I think potentially it will because 
P4 Arena is already is still being played at Evo. Like it's, mm. I mean, it's it's a it's a very solid fighting game. Like it, it has a very special mechanic. They're putting Persona 4 Arena characters into the Blaze Blue crossover game. Exactly. So it means like that those characters are popular enough to to be in Blaze Blue. Like, and who knows? Maybe they're actually putting Persona 5 characters as DLC into that game. We never know because so that game hasn't come out yet. So I think. If they're gonna do that, that'll be very interesting for us to see what a P5 arena would be. It's kind of like, you know, in Dynasty, you know, in um, Warriors Orochi, in Warriors Orochi, in um, All Stars, in Muso All Stars, where they had Zhao Kang as a playable character to kind of tease for Dynasty Warriors 9. Yeah, because he was a whole new character. Yeah, so I think that would be interesting if they did that kind of thing there. But yeah, I think, yeah. We kind of already talked about the Persona Remastered collection. I think that would also be a very interesting thing, but I doubt at this point. Unless they do, like, a release on PC. I don't see him doing like Yakuza Kiwami levels of like remakes. I no, I I can't I cannot really see like a remastered collection as in like a remake of one two four. If anything, I could see like an upscaled bundle of like some Persona games, but that's about it. No, see, but I can I can actually see like I could see potentially see a a Persona three remake with the Persona five models because now they have. Now they have the Persona 3 dancing models. Uh, Which now they, they can reuse. Exactly, and I'm not too sure if they would just like make make those models just for one game. I mean, I guess for Persona 4 dancing online, it was like a whole different thing because Persona 4 is pretty much old news, so to say now. But like Persona 3 is also like old news, but it's still kind of like... The reason they wouldn't do that is because of licensing. It's just going to be a shit show. Because bear in mind, uh, for Persona 3, in this was before Atlas done their own publishing. So Koei has the rights to Persona 3. So it's like, if that ever happened, how would that? How would Atlas try and avoid it? Would they have to rename the game something else? Or would they have to buy the rights from Koei? I don't know, Persona 3. Oh, fuck if I know. They would probably come up with something like that, like Persona 3 Midnight or something like that. Or no, but that's the thing, because if they put Persona 3 in the title, Koei has it like it's just it's but like only that in Europe in Europe yeah right but that make a lot more complications later on exactly because they just cause a lot of complications with localization etc unless they release it as like a separate kind of like you know with the um there was a game that actually had to rename the game because of, of licensing issues when they had to republish um it was another Koei game it was like one of those Rorona's Atelier game you know the Atelier games yeah when they re-released the Atelier games they had to put like a HD after it or something mm -hmm. to try and rename the game just so they can re-release it with a are you talking about the new... atelier series yeah because yeah. they i think they got their remakes as well so i didn't know some names know. were changed though oh you mean you to. mean the you mean the atelier Rona plus, plus and stuff thing. like that yeah, yeah. they had to, because it, it was never koei to begin with it was like nis america and stuff yeah. that were publishing it and it, there was like those kind of complications so if they were ever to do a persona remastered they would probably have to change the names and i i doubt atlas would do that uh, it's just a lot of work a lot of money to invest in unless they come up with like an agreement or unless koei is willing to renew the license which they're not no offense koei oh <laughs> you, you don't own the license for dynasty warriors 2 and i'm oh really God, upset about let's that let's not so, talk about that just saying just saying who owns the license for that game and if someone owns it i want to buy it 
because I don't think it's gonna be worth a lot. So. And then we also got the Persona Social game, which I am not too sure about if they're going to make that because there's also been there like there's been Persona Three Social, Persona Four. Like I think there was like this card game thing for the for mobile. The ones where you open those card packs and it's like, oh yeah, man, I got a rare Nico. No, it was like actually like um like a gacha game, but with but with cards instead of like uh. You mean like those games where you open those packs, like the Samurai Kagura one? No, I mean like games where basically like idol games, like Love Life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm you... saying. Yeah, yeah. Where you open those packs and he's like, oh man, yeah, I got a new, I got a new Nico, yeah, super rare. Ultra oh red. Oh my god. Ultra red Nikozi. Is that how so, all of life fans you know, that was sound me. like? That's that was how, me that's when That's how uh, all Nico fans sound like. Hey, Nico, yeah, Nico, me. You know, no, bitch. That was exactly how I sounded when, when I was trying to roll for the Illustrated Kyrie EX medal from Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross. God, don't even get me. Remind me of like, that. I, I, like, rolling. I, I didn't even. I only paid like. I only paid for one weekly jewels extravaganza, and I was able to get two of them. I guess we kind of went up off topic now. <laughs> I mean, I love I love when we talk about this kind of stuff. It's it, it connects. We've already spoken about our, our gripes and grumbles with the game. There's not many of it, and we kind of done that as we went along. But I want to know: Is it your favorite Persona game? <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Persona Persona Three will always be probably be my yes, favorite girl. Persona game, I just can't change Persona that. 3. However, I do think Persona 5 is like a major improvement overall. Like, it it makes so many um, elements together of like both first two Persona games and then 3 and 4, and it all went so well together. So I would definitely like recommend that game, especially because you can still like start, um, well, can get into the series by playing Persona 5 because it doesn't really have anything to do with the other 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 Persona games like it has like you know subtle like for instance if you play like the crane game in um Akiba it has um the Juness theme playing oh right but, like, you can get a bunch of toys I forgot about that yeah the best thing about playing a game is playing in the game playing a game inside the game <laughs> you, get, you also get one of the sheep from Catherine. So it's like you can always just jump right into it. And however, the th the thing is, if you play Persona Five first, you'll probably be kind of disappointed with the other with with, with the first four yeah. games. Yeah, I think it's because of the way Persona Five looks, and it's just it's it's more of a hassle to play three and four because you have to go and get either get a PS Two. Or buy a Vita. It's it's just a pain in the ass. I think each game kind of has its own charm. Like even if like it, even if the older games have aged considerably, there's still like something to be loved about them, in my opinion. That said, like I haven't had much experience with the Persona series. The most of my, my experience is basically Persona Four, like its spinoffs, uh, a bit of Persona Three, and like all of, like Persona Five. So I can't. I don't really think I have the right to say what my favorite is, but I will say that Persona Five definitely, like, definitely, like, I loved it a lot more than Persona Four. Definitely, because it, 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 it just, it, I loved how serious it was. Like it was, it had its moments, but it also had like it was also very mature from beginning to end. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like making fun of itself. It was like taking these themes to heart and incorporating it into the story in a way that like that that made me feel like all these different kinds of emotions. Like when like like especially when it got to more serious topics like 
like PTSD or like suicide, like with the beginning with Shiho. I, I think it's it's also very interesting because P3 had those issues, and I think if I was to compare P3 to P5, it's very like P3 is a lot darker. I mean, it's definitely opinion. a lot darker, but like it's like with Persona 5, it, it was more like it was like it was incorporating because it, it was like the whole theme of it. Well, with Persona 5, like I just think well, Persona, Persona 5 Persona was 3, like more re was... relatable. It just yeah, was because Persona 5 was the most relatable, definitely. Yeah. Um, like Persona 3 definitely ha has like its dark moments from what I've like heard from you guys and from like a little bit of I, from the little bit I've seen, but Persona 5 like incorporates into its themes so well and like it can you can't help but like feel like these different emotions towards characters you love or hate especially with that soundtrack right the soundtrack too like it, it set the tone so well it it, it fits really perfectly I just want to remind you guys big thank you to our sponsors crunchyroll and loot crate for you know being awesome big thanks to atlas and deep silver for giving me a copy of the game pre-release i really did enjoy it thank you very much and apologies for the late episode <laughs> yeah so you can always check us out on our twitter pages mine is at get a life podcast mine is at kibo gamer spelled k-i-b-o-u-g-a-m-e-r and if you need if if you're curious about what i'm up to it's basically a lot of college stuff going on and me discussing over uh yakuza because i'm getting into it for the first time my twitter <laughs> my twitter is at mono daddy <laughs> If you wonder how it's spelled, it's M-O-N-O-D-A-D-D-Y. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Anyways, I'm what? sick, Joe. I'm sick. All right, I'm recording this. And I'm <laughs> sick. All right, don't make fun of me. All right, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> so you, you guys, I'm not redoing that. <laughs> Just edit it. No, it's going in there, man. No, it's going in there. <laughs> you, be, in like, there. you better live with it. Anyways, anyways, bitch, I swear to God. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> and so it begins. Don't fuck it up for me. <laughs> And today we're talking about Persona 5, a game that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Sorry, and then, to and laugh. This, at this second, you're going to be saying, you're going to be showing extreme happiness. And then like a few seconds later, now you got to say this and that. <laughs> like, should I write out the rest of the script for you? It sounds so, it sounds such, it sounds like a shitty commercial. Okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to redo it. And this no, time we don't have to redo it. Dude, well, okay. bitch, what's okay. your problem? <laughs>